Greetings and welcome to the Product Cast, aka the Prodcast. This is your window into the UK's thriving gift industry, covering everything from product design to sales, retail, and beyond. The Prodcast is brought to you by Gift of the Year and supported by the Giftware Association. I'm your host, Alex Ryan, a marketing consultant, and each week I'm going to be interviewing an expert from our vibrant, hardworking community. And this week, I'm very excited to welcome from Talking Tables, it's Claire Harris. Hi, Claire. Hi, Alex. Good to meet you. You too. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Not bad at all. It's scary how this year's disappeared, this unique year, and we're already late October, but I'm very good, thank you. Very good. Yeah. Being a strange year is an understatement, really. Definitely. It'll be a a unique one, but hopefully silver lining somewhere along the line for most of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Well, look, um, Claire, what I like to do at the beginning of each podcast is a little challenge, which I've, it's not my best pun ever. I've called it quick pro go uh, in in lieu of quid pro quo. It's rubbish, but if I come up with something better, we'll change it down. Basically, I want to see uh, if you can, well, how much you can tell us about yourself in 30 seconds flat. And then I'm going to do the same for your business, Talking Tables. And then you can pull me up on everything I've got wrong about Talking Tables um, immediately after. Is that okay? You up for the challenge? Okay, I'm up for the challenge. Okay, you're going to see the 30 second timer on the screen. And uh, I'll give you a three, two, one, go. I'm Claire. I hope I'm a friend to lots of people. That's people I work with, people outside work. I hope I'm a sociable person. I'm a business founder, a business owner, someone who set up a business as an absolute passion. And it's still my pleasure, my hobby, my life. And I'm still learning every single day. I'm a mum, a partner, a gardener. I love to play games and I love to lay tables. So I hope I'm an all rounder, but work's important and this industry is important. Look at that. 30 seconds on the dot. I'm, I'm impressed. Was that was that rehearsed or were you freestyling? Complete freestyling because <laughs> I thought I could only last two seconds, actually. But 30 seconds passed. Do you know what? It was quite poetic as well. I'm ve- very impressed. Very impressed. OK, well, I'll, I'll try and do the same with talking tables. Here we go. I'm going to start my timer now. So Talking Tables was founded in 1999 with the millennium celebrations in mind. And 21 years later, you've got over 50 staff with offices in London, New York and Shanghai. Uh, Your product offering is largely tableware, of course, napkins, plates, cups, candles, um, dollies, straws, cake stands. But you also go out into uh, slightly uh, further fields like lights and games and bunting and garlands. Um, You last won Gift of the Year in 2020 with an escape room and you make loo rolls with dogs on. Correct. Not a bad summary. Oh dear. Very, very well uh, researched. Was that was that all accurate? It is your twenty first year, is it? Yes, been going a long time. So we started just before the millennium, as you described. So it's been going yeah twenty odd years. So yes, I think we're very much. I believe of the moment we're all about times at home together at home. So this moment we've been really trying to reinforce that and talk to ourselves about how we communicate that message because in my heart. Everything that we do is about having time with family and friends at home. Mm. So whether that's setting a table, having games, a birthday candle, 
then yeah, that's very much what the brand is about. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's clear when you can see from that product offering, you know, the selections you've, you've, uh, you've made for your product categories there. And I, I think it's, it, it is probably great timing for you. This probably works, you know, very much in your favor, I guess, you know, this, um, this kind of movement back to, to home and to family life. I feel there was, there was definitely a drive there anyway. People were moving back to board games over the last kind of five years anyway, and, and ha- having house parties rather than going out. But, um, that's all there is now. Yes, I think um, I could get quite political about it, that I think it's always been there. You know, um, I used to lay a table for my family. I used to do at university and I've always enjoyed doing it. So I think everything that's being talked about has always been there. But it's something that women took pleasure in and it was quite a home focused thing. Mm. And maybe now, because all there is at home is is getting a profile and um there's being almost a name and a prestige given to it that perhaps wasn't afforded to it before. But after all, we've built a multi-million pound business around this and it was maybe just seen as a backwater and something that was in the home. But now it's of its time and it's it's mm. seen as valuable and of credit. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's lovely. You know, I, I think, you know, for me, I've always been a Christmas person and those, you know, heading into to Christmas and, and family time. And that's always been kind of warm and, and lovely for me. And I think actually, yeah, we've all been able to enjoy a lot more of it uh, recently. Which is it's actually a human need. You know, that's probably what mm. separates us from other species. We do need to get together. We mark milestones together through history and time. Human society is marked weddings or boys coming into manhood so it's actually a human need and and we're tapping into that and offering solutions to make that enjoyable and have you found uh particular kind of runaway successes during lockdown i, I mean did you i'm assuming you didn't run out of the the um the pooch toilet roll back in march like the the rest of the business or did you <laughs> has there been particular um, things i think actually it's things like candles so that if you're celebrating your child's birthday your dad's birthday you have a, a bit more time because there's more people at home, more mums at home, so they might have more time to put more effort in. But also with Zoom and Instagram, you need that moment to be marked and look good on your camera that you can share with your family mm. um, and keep in your family album. So it's those sort of signature products that mark the moment that have been probably the most successful. And obviously, I think coming into Christmas, our games will be very popular. And jigsaws in lockdown, jigs- mm. we happen to have some jigsaws Obviously, they did extremely well in that initial moment when people were yeah. had evenings to themselves. Well, I, I saw your um, autumn winter collection on on your website and spotted the release of a load more jigsaws. Has that kind of been? Has that swayed your development choices for this for this end of the year lockdown and knowing that people are looking for that kind of uh, away from screen entertainment? Um, not really, because. As I've said, we've been doing this for 20 years. This is what we do. This is what we believe in. That's how we, our mantra is what's fun at home, what's enjoyable at home. That's what we're about. So it hasn't swayed it, but we went into Jigsaws um, maybe 18 months ago with the support of John Lewis, encouraged us to go in there. Um, And I guess what we've learned is how to do Jigsaws better, if I'm very honest. You know, what's the detail you're required Mm. in every corner and every illustration? So this season probably brings us to better Jigsaws with more confidence. Um, And obviously it happens to work for this moment in time in the dark evenings that we come into December and January. Mm. So um, it was there in plan 
and it happens to be in cycle with a product development, getting stronger at it, bringing production into Europe. So there's things that have been moving in that direction anyway. Okay. And and have you felt any other kind of uh, skews in directions that have been led by lockdown or, or have you found that you've been able to stick to your development plan for this year? Absolutely. We've stuck to That's our great. development plan and, and it's given us more confidence that what we do and what we're about is um, extremely valid and that what journalists are talking about um, is resonates with what we do. Obviously, we've had to be careful in this environment and consider our development and consider our sourcing and consider our cash flow. So we've been very considered, but that's probably made us better too. We haven't rushed into potential products. We've we've thought about everything hard. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of businesses have undergone the same thing: a, 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 a mild scrutiny, perhaps not so mild. Um, but yeah, it's it, as you said. Hopefully, there's a silver lining for all of us at uh, at the end of this. Great. Well, what I'd like to uh, touch on briefly is your kind of current role uh, within Talking Tables. And, and I'd love to know just a bit more about what your uh, perhaps your leadership personality is like. Are you very down on the numbers and driving the sales team or are you a brand leader? Are you a, a kind of um, an ethos leader? So um, um, I run the business with my partner in both sense of the word. So he's more the numbers person, if I'm honest. And we've, again, through lockdown, be very focused on cash, et cetera, et cetera. So we're stronger in that respect. My role is very much as the brand. I live the brand. I remind people that um, people have kids and they have go to kids, take the kids to school and have pressures um, and that having a party of your kids is tough. You know, so I live that real life outside London. So in a way, I'm the mantra of the brand. I work much more on the creative side, the product development side, but I've also got long term relationship with customers. Okay. So I very much enjoy that relationship side, talking to customers, understanding what they want, talking about our products, talking about what we um, our research into the home, research into our category. So I'm very much product sales and building the brand and also living the brand and team building. I very much enjoy having a team that I work with, you know, doing mm. a book club with them. So um, where we enjoy the team we work with and enjoy all the people we work with. So that's also part of my pleasure. And I guess that comes out in my side of the role. It, I mean, it certainly comes through online as well. You know, I see, I see you, you're, um, you look like a very happy team, very happy business. Um, is that, is that something that you have to work for? Or does, do you find that comes naturally? I hope it comes naturally. I mean, we work hard, play hard, but you know, I guess I am, I'm on the older side of work, but I think by working with people who are younger, we, we, kind of pretend we're still that age so we all stay and enjoy doing things together i think you know having a drink playing games reading books we've all got similar interests so we can all enjoy it together so no i hope it comes naturally absolutely absolutely and and then just before we move on to the, the you know the the topic of the day which of course is gift of the year um the obviously we you know lockdown has removed office life a lot for 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 many of us and i'm sure you've been exactly the same but what what is a kind of a day or week in in the talking tables office um we are largely in the office you know we're in creative environment we have younger people who are in flats in london that it may not be ideal to work at home a lot of them can cycle or work so we are very much back at work because it's about touching products, talking about colour. So we've created a COVID safe environment. So we're very much there because we enjoy each other's company. So a day in the office is, um, you know, obviously catching up on the weekend, catching up on how people have been, 
But also, you know, getting stuck in, we're very much about driving change, being agile. So we may have um, meetings or committees to say, how do we get better at digital marketing? How do we get better at our CRM? How do we get better at our user interface? So very much driving change and involving new emerging talent within the company to say, why don't you lead that business stream to say, how do we do our CRM better? Um, we have regular monthly sales meetings where we get all the sales together. We have a thirsty Thursday so that people can have a drink together. <laughs> Luckily, we just moved office to a much bigger space before lockdown. So we can all spread out, which was um, a stroke of luck. Yeah. We've got outside tables to have lunch. So one of the things that's been interesting, we've kept, a, we call it a sync, S-Y-N-C, that started when we were in true lockdown and most people were working from home. But even though we're back in the office or some people are working remotely, we do keep it up. So at five o'clock, everyone joins in with their headphones, um, regardless of where they are, and sits and has their moment to say, What's, what have they been doing that impacts the company or they've learned? And we found that the company is a lot less siloed. And I think it's helped new people integrate to the company very fast. But also areas like accounts that people can kind of walk past and go boring are brought out. And you realize mm. how fundamentally important that part of the business is. So you might have someone who draws beautiful illustrations, but equally someone has to chase a payment. Absolutely. And everyone is very democratic. Um, and I think it's fundamentally helping our company at the minute to to allow us all to know what we're each other's doing, to share good new processes, sharing little successes, clap things. So, yeah, we've kept that going as a new part of our um, daily life. It's, it's a really clever idea. And it sounds like um, you've put a lot of work into creating a, uh, the environment, the culture that, that you, you uh, kind of, you know, planned. So, yeah, it's great. Uh, I guess in, you know, any need for a marketing manager? No? Any, any roles going? Well, um, as you say that, Thirsty we actually... Thursdays sound great. <laughs> yeah. If you were open to a power hour <laughs> on doing podcasts, no, in all seriousness, or a power hour on a subject that we can learn from, then we're happy to well, um, pay for that. Sold. I didn't realise it was going to yeah, turn yeah. into a job interview. I, I mean, <laughs> great. Yes, uh, I'll get it booked. <laughs> I think one of the key things is to keep learning and that's what makes the week interesting Absolutely. and the job interesting. And if there's people out there who know, well, inevitably know a lot more about us, if they can share things with us, then we keep learning and then we're working in a, yeah. in a loo loose way going forward. Well, onto something that you and Talking Tables are clearly an expert at the gift of the year and you uh, as a business have had some incredible success i see your your first win was back in 2005 and i think you've had 11 wins since which isn't is not a bad hit rate for uh, well for 14 years worth of um of competition yes it's one of those things that you keep moving forward so you don't like to talk too much about it in case you jinx the future but yeah clearly um we invest in it and we believe in it. And it's a very nice acknowledgement for the team who've developed that particular product. And when I know that it's been a strong seller as well, then I feel a, a real sense of pride. Mm. So, yes, it's something we like to participate in. And I think we choose products that try to be genuinely innovative so that we feel proud in putting those Fantastic. Forward. And what, what have I uh, say so last year you won uh, with your host, your own escape room. Very on trend, of course. Do you find that trend-based gifts um, perform? I mean, of course, they're going to perform better in the market, but do they also perform better in gift of the year? Is that something that people should perhaps look to when choosing their own entries? Possibly. It's almost inevitable, isn't it, that when you've got a panel of retailers like human beings, they need something fresh. 
And I guess if if innovation is being um, judged, then a level of working with the trends is mm. is part and parcel of innovation. And the way we all operate as consumers is something on a trend will drive sales. So yes, but you know it doesn't need to be probably all the time. And and what have yeah. you uh, decided to? uh enter this year for gift of the year can you tell us about some of the products that you've got we probably put about 10 in okay usually um and then we will look at the categories and then we'll look at the products where we feel we have something to say so this year i think we've been talking about eco for example so we with the first person first company to have a truly eco recyclable home compostable party range with absolutely no plastic in it the first people to bring a party paper cup to the market without any inner lining, which has got oh. a plastic. So we will probably put those forward as a collection. We will probably bring our latest escape room and some of our host your own games to the market. And we have done some more things with textiles this year so that if you want your product to be more sustainable as a mum, that you want your birthday table cover to last several years or your bunting to last several years, that we can put that forward as an option. Okay. So we're very, we will put forward things that are socially relevant right now, have been innovative and also one eye on where the world's going, where we're more conscious of throwing things away Absolutely. next spring. Good stuff. So you can, uh, you've got a good, clear memory, which is great, of what you've entered this year. How many of your uh, historical victories can you, uh, do you think you could remember from from Gift of the Year competition? Um, I think some of the ones I'm particularly proud of are Prosecco Pong, not because it was um, the most intellectual product, but it truly was very, very commercial mm. and we truly invented it. So it ticks a lot of box that I felt it deserved Gift of the Year because it sold so well. So that one worked really well as a hot novelty. I think our Frida Kahlo range, because I love our designer, Melanie, did that artwork. And I personally love the way she's mm. drawn Frida Kahlo. So again, I feel proud of and that very one. very kind of culturally relevant as well, that that collection. Uh, so, yeah. It is, brilliant. yes. I think the Jubilee Street Party back in 2012 was also a, an, a year that was important to Talking Tables because... Again, you may remember we had lots of street parties mm. with the Queen's Jubilee and we came to market with some really fun tongue-in-cheek product, uh, and uh, including a cake topper with the Queen and the Corgis on it. So that was really nice to be um, honoured for that particular range. So some of, the, some of the ones that I jump out as me as being really good products and great years and that I could be, you know, it was a good Pro, they were good products to be marked and mm, I can be proud of them. Absolutely. Well, and you, have, you haven't been tempted to uh, submit your, your festive face masks into the competition this year because I love those. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, we were toying with it, actually, whether it was a festive product or a hot novelty. So I think it may do. We're on the fence as to... Um, whether it's truly creative, but it's of the moment, that's for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I can't, I couldn't tell you either way, and I'm not on the panel, but for a personal perspective, <laughs> those and your your lovely, um, the Ivy dog bandana for my French bulldog is going to go down very well as well, which I've seen. Oh, really? Okay. All right. We'll put them in. I think we did, we did well with a pet celebration kit before. Oh, okay. But actually, that is selling really well, as is our cat toy. Yeah. So it's, in a way, that is going back to the very beginning of my role at the company is to understand what the consumer wants because we have a cat, two cats. <laughs> and I can know as a parent, you end up buying something for the cat at Christmas. Mm. 
but there wasn't anything seasonal. And having traveled to America, you can see whole shops dedicated to pet merchandise. You know, so that was something by living an ordinary life, I can sort of bring to the company and say, why don't we make a version of that? Because lots of, we call her Trudy, our consumer would probably buy that, yeah. you know, to, to give for their 15 year old. to give I think, to Well, and, and, you know, I think across the board age wise, I think, you know, the, the digitization of, of our industry and Instagram and, and, um, and, and pets and animals, they've gone hand in hand. So, you know, I can understand why those things are perhaps, you know, like you said, coming, coming full circle. Um, and how, how have you, I mean, you know, digital surely has to be your focus for now and, and the, the near future at the, the very, uh, at the very least, as it is for all of us. How are you, um, how are you kind of tackling that as a business? Um, with full force, with a lot of learning and a lot of emphasis. So during this year, we reorientate our business and our marketing team to think digitally and to convey our brand digitally through mini videos, through images that show people at home, people having fun at home, people marking birthdays at home. So through imagery, but more recently through video. So if you've got a game, how do you play it? which can then be seen by by the retailer, but also the consumer. Um, So I think this is some of our challenges going forward. Do you do digital communication for the consumer and or for the retailer? Because they're subtly different. But do we do need to do two sets of digital or can we do one set of, I call it QVC style digital? But also how do you, I think the consumer is more, well, it's not easy by any means at all, but they've got, a bite-sized level of information that you can go with them and show them one product at a time. Mm. But I think it's not yet clear how long an attention span our poor independent retailers got, as well as running their shop, as well as having their house. How many minutes can they give to a video to update them on Mm. our Spring 21 ranges? And I think that's the real challenge for us. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think anyone anyone has any of the uh, answers yet. But perhaps in in that time when you've uh, when you've mastered it and conquered it, you'll you'll join us again on the uh, podcast to let us know how you've uh, how you've achieved it. Perhaps very happy to share our learnings, our <laughs> trials and tribulations, and what's worked. Well, and not I'm worked. glad uh, you you seem to be enjoying it and 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 thriving in it. Um, if anyone wants to go and uh, check out what Talking Tables are doing, it's very simple. It's talkingtables.co.uk. And do you have a preferred social media channel that we direct our listeners to? Your Instagram, perhaps, or your Facebook? Where would you prefer they yeah, go? Yeah, I think Instagram is is good. And we're trying to um, share reasons to be cheerful when we're all at home. And we can make it a good time. So have a look there. Well, we all, we all need that. So your Instagram is talkingtables underscore TT. Um, or I'm sure if you just search for Talking Tables on Instagram, you will find them. Well, thank you so much, Claire, for joining us today and wishing you the very best of luck with your Gift of the Year entries. And of course, thank you too to the listeners for joining us today. Don't forget to get your Gift of the Year entries submitted. And if your product catches our eye, then you might just end up with me on the podcast like Claire did. Uh, Don't forget, for the first time this year, we've got the People's Vote, which is exactly as it sounds. There will be one award given to the public's favourite product. So do enter in for that as well. You can campaign to your audiences, your friends, family, of course, as well. 
all designed to help raise the profile of Gift of the Year, help you guys use the accolade to help you sell your product. The closing date is the 27th of November, so get over to giftoftheyear.co.uk to get your entries in. Next week, we're going to be talking to the wonderful Courtney Wood all about uh, his business bubblegum stuff, uh, his Gift of the Year experiences, and of course, we will probably touch on his time in The Apprentice as well. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media channels. You'll find all the links in the show notes. Thank you to the Giftware Association for supporting this podcast. Find them at ga-uk.org. And if you'd like to talk to me directly, then you can find me at alexryanuk.com. Have a productive and safe week and we'll see you next episode. Thank you. Bye.